Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Drip Podcast. No Scott today. I don't actually know why. He was just like, I just can't do tomorrow. Yeah, so, all right, see where your priorities are, Scott. I know. I'll see you, mate. Yeah, all right. We left you in the RAM for two hours. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't mean you start fucking skipping pods, son. See, and we didn't go to Tesco's as well, so... Yeah, that yeah. was evil, Lovely. Bailey. I just want it to be known. I want it to be known. I was in the car saying, you should not do that, Bailey. He was like, I'm going to go in there and prank <laughs> yeah. him. Honestly, that I was fucking gone, yeah. evil. I went in there with every intention of actually going to Tesco, so I fucking <laughs> sold it to him. I fucking sold him a dream, man. He was like... His face. Oh. <laughs> when I was editing that, I had to speak to Scott about it, right? Because I was like, Scott, right? First of all, I wanted to be known this was not me, and I told him not to, right? But second of all, I'm editing this, and you look fucking devastated, and this is coming across a bit bullyish here. He was like, honestly, mate, it's absolutely fine. It's it's yeah. really it's funny, and I want it in the video. So I put it in, because his world collapses in on itself the moment that you tell him we're going to Tesco. Nice. It's so the way funny. he looks down at the floor is fucking heartbreaking. He's like, oh. In hindsight, though, oh. because of how cold it was, we should have gone. And I yeah. think Oof. I think I would have had a much more enjoyable experience at the Ram if I'd have just gone and bought a hoodie. Yeah, I think yeah. we should have given him a 20-minute break, let yeah. him come with, with us. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then actually stocked up, yeah. 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 I would also make one additional change to that challenge. I, cause it's shit anyway. Obviously, having staying there for two hours, like he couldn't, you know, leave. But obviously, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like bashing what he did at all. Like he fucking did it like a trooper. He was class, you know. Even though you did prank him about going to Tesco, he was still gonna fucking stay there and do it. But in hindsight, I think it would have been more of a challenge if the person that had to stay for two hours, say like couldn't stay in the same room for more than 15 minutes yeah yeah do you know what i mean so he would have had to have moved around just be moving around on his own yeah. the whole time or the same floor Ooh. jesus but yeah something like that also, like i said i want to introduce that into obviously not secret satan but i want to introduce challenges into future yeah. investigations because so. we are getting very comfortable yeah. it just spices it up doesn't it mm. it just yeah. helps it pushes you out your comfort zone doesn't it yeah yeah, definitely. What were you gonna say, Ma? Um. Oh no. That's to it. be honest, it was about a challenge, <laughs> wasn't it? About yeah, moving rooms. Yeah. Um. Scott, we should have started it at a random time throughout the night. Yeah, rather than yep. straight away. Yeah, we should have waited for something to happen. For example, one of the creepy SS methods or something yeah. like that, and then been like. Yeah, as we're like sprinting out yeah yeah and that also maybe funny. maybe some hard, options so like right you can have two hours you're not allowed in the kitchen or outside but you can be wherever you want to be or one hour and we get to say what room for how long for the duration of the hour so it's like right do i do an extra hour or do I do like one hour, but they could go like right fifteen minutes mm. in the attic, twenty minutes in the bishop's room, blah blah blah. It's yeah. just a, an idea for future challenges. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Yeah, mm. but the challenges are just—it's just like I just love the whole like 
you know, who's going to get what, what's it going to mm. be, you know, all that. So it was really fun. Yeah, it was really so fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. And it is 100% right that we are getting too comfortable now. I think yeah. that's that that's really obvious when you watch the abandoned investigations. It's yeah. like old school us, like when we yeah. were fucking terrified of everything. But yeah. it's not that we're not scared. Like there's not a moment when we're yeah, in the round or wherever that I'm not uncomfortable, but I'm not like on the, the brink of crying. Yeah. yeah. Just handle it better, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, when I first heard Scott's name or, or Scott's voice on the Estes method, it was like, oh my fucking God. Whereas now it seems to be every fucking Estes method. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just sort of like, oh, this is just something that happens now. Yeah. You know, we were going to get cut. I, I had the same thing when I started the YouTube channel and the YouTube channel was um, horror games. The first like five to 10 videos, I was screaming like, I was being chased by someone with a fucking machete. And then just all of a sudden, by like video 11, 12, 13, just nothing was scaring me anymore. I think you do just get used to it. You just get, you know, you just get used to this sort of stuff. Mm. But obviously, like I say, the challenges will help, will mm. help with um, bringing the fear, as will abandon. Abandoned places will never not be scary because there is a genuine danger of being murdered. Around mm. every single corner, yeah, which is tangible. Mm-hmm. Do want to go back to that um, abandoned uh, asylum where, yeah, we, you know, you took that cool shot of me standing in the stairway. Yeah. Uh, oh, what maybe. the recent one? Yeah, the demonic one. Hundred mm-hmm. yeah, percent. I want to and... go in that loft. We drove past it the other day and came up with an idea to set a time limit that unless we're interrupted by people, we have to be in there for like four, four hours. hours. Jesus. Yeah. The because other I thing think, is, I think we did leave. I think we were only in there for about we an were hour and a half. Shitting it though. I don't. I, I know. I, but that's the point. I think. I think we were in and out within an hour. I think yeah. so. But then I again, think it wasn't we sure. thought we was in and out within an hour in the epilepsy hospital. And we was yeah, within we two hours, oh. yeah. That was so weird when you guys said that. Yeah, that Absolutely was trippy crazy. as fuck. When you were like... Yeah. It felt no longer than ago. 45 minutes. It's mad, mm. mad days, isn't it? Yeah. But it's yeah. insane that you can get a video of the same length in an hour as you do 12 hours in the RAM. It's just yeah. it's nuts how much you just... Because you're so scared, you just bang it all out really quickly so you can get out. Yeah, well, that's like when me and Bailey were in that in that epilepsy hospital. We were just sort of like, right, we're gonna just fucking do the go back, you know, get everything done, mm. like the estuses and stuff, and just yeah. So you just cut those little bits in between, which would be cut out anyway, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. But that's not what we're supposed to be talking about today. No. Um. But we do have coming up, we have part two of the Haunted Dolls. We also have part two of the tier list, which a lot of people really enjoyed, which is awesome. It was a very long one. It was two hours, and I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. And I'm so glad that I just said that because it's just reminded me that I do questions on Patreon now, don't I? I see. So if you want a question, head over to the Patreon. Lots of behind the scenes and all that good stuff. You can join for just a pound a month. 
Um, and also, I'm going to read the reply from David, who was the question that we asked last time. Because he, oh, nice. he said, thanks for answering my question, guys and lady. And then That's uh, me. gave um, a little account of a little haunting himself, I think. But yeah, uh, before we do that, I'm so sorry. Right, we're going to get to some Japanese cryptids. <laughs> uh, but first, this was brought to you by Wraith. Amazing guys over at Rafe. They do lovely tasting. Uh, I think they do like 25 flavors now. Um, energy powders. Uh, use code DUTY for 20% off over at drinkrafe.com. Um, they also do the world's hottest gummy bear, if, you, if that's your jam. And they do coffee as well. So, yeah. Thank you, Rafe, for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, wonderful. Right. Let's get to the juice. We've got four. Mm-hmm. We have four nice. Japanese cryptids. I have an itchy ear. So I'm just going to sort yep. that out. Important there we go. One. Stuff. That's it. That's it. That would be distracting me if not. You know? That's true. <laughs> right. Is that, the first, so, uh, is that the first cryptid? Quite possibly. <laughs> Maybe it's like the liquor of ears. Ooh. There is, there is. is it this one? Is it the first one? Yeah, this one has. Uh, where is it? It has like a nickname. Oh no, we'll get to it. But it has. It licks something. Oh. Yeah. Nothing sexual nice. though. Oh. Come on, oh, come yeah, on, yeah, okay. people at home, calm down. Yeah. Right. This first one is called the Akanami. Now, I'm just going to say it. If there's one thing Japanese people do exceptionally, it's naming things and naming themselves. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, one of the coolest fucking names ever, Tekken Yoshimitsu. <laughs> if I was called Yoshimitsu, I don't think I'd ever have a bad day. <laughs> like, you know, fucking brilliant. Anyway, the Akanami. Uh, oh, it literally says it right here. Unveiling the filth-licking goblin of Japanese folklore. He's a filthy licks filth. Licks filth. Yeah. Nice. What kind of filth? Tell me more. All kinds. <laughs> oh well. So, in the vast tapestry of Japanese folklore, by the way, I did get ChatGPT to write this. Oh, there you go. Right. Just, I'm just gonna. I'm just. I did. I, I did lots of research. I taken over. Exactly. But I did lots of research and I was just like, ChatGPT, put all this together into a nice essay. So in the vast tapestry of Japanese folklore, the Akanami emerges as a peculiar and somewhat whimsical creature known for its unique behaviour of licking filth and grime from unclean bathrooms. (laughs) Oh. Give me one of them. He's a mop. He's basically a mop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A goblin mop. This goblin-like entity, though not inherently dangerous, adds a touch of the supernatural to the mundane aspects of daily life. In this essay, we will explore the origins, characteristics, and cultural significance of the Akanami, shedding light on the lesser-known but intriguing aspect of Japanese mythology. So, the origins and appearance. The Akanami's roots can be traced back to Edo period Japan, a time when folk beliefs and supernatural entities permeated the cultural landscape. The term Akanami is derived from the Japanese words Aka, meaning filth, 
and name meaning liquor. Oh, is it Aka name? Nah, Akanami's cooler. That's <laughs> it. Just change that culture. Why not? Yeah. Aka <laughs> means filth, and Nami means liquor. This name aptly describes the creature's primary activity, licking filth and grime from dirty bathrooms. <laughs> Described as a small goblin-like being, the Akanami typically has a dishevelled appearance with long, unkempt hair, sharp claws, and a grotesque tongue. Oh, yeah, very Obviously grotesque Obviously, it's going to be tongue. grotesque. It's going to have lots of, like, mildew, grime. Mildew. gum. Yeah, all that shit around the the lime the scale. Oh yeah, a bit yeah. of lime scale. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. Despite its somewhat frightening physical features, the Akanami is not considered a malevolent entity. Rather, it is seen as a creature that thrives in neglected and unclean environments. So this thing is literally—it's not going to hurt you. It's just literally just going to clean your fucking bathroom. That's it. Why is he only? Why only bathroom size? He's not been so weird, the kitchen isn't it? yet, isn't it? Because <laughs> there's some grimy kitchens. There is. That's it. So his behaviour and habitat. The Akanami is believed to emerge at night when households are asleep. So he doesn't even bother you. He just it? cleans your fucking bathroom <laughs> while you sleep. That's fucking nuts. It's oh, nocturnal shit. activities focus on bathrooms that have been neglected or left unclean. The creature drawn to the accumulated filth licks surfaces clean with its long protruding tongue. Interestingly, the Akanami's actions are not malicious, but rather serve as a reminder of the importance of cleanliness and hygiene. That's it. So what is the cultural significance of this creature? The Akanami's role in Japanese folklore goes beyond its seemingly mundane activities. Its presence in stories and legend reflects cultural attitudes towards cleanliness and the consequences of neglecting household chores. Uh, In a society where cleanliness is often associated with order and harmony, the Akanami serves as a whimsical yet cautionary figure, urging individuals to maintain a clean and sanitary environment. Furthermore, the Akanami contributes to a rich tapestry of yokai, a category of supernatural beings in Japanese folklore. Yokai embody a diverse range of creatures, each with its own unique characteristics and cultural significance. The Akanami, with its focus on household cleanliness, adds a distinctive touch to the pantheon of yokai, emphasizing the interconnectedness of the supernatural and the everyday. It's quite interesting because one of the four I've picked is the yokai. So I'm hoping that the yokai isn't just a fucking rewrite of what I've just read. (laughs) In conclusion, the Akinami with its filth licking tendency stands as a testament to the multifaceted nature of Japanese folklore. Beyond its seemingly bizarre actions, this goblin-like creature serves as a cultural symbol, imparting lessons about cleanliness, hygiene, and the consequences of neglect. In exploring the Akinami, one not only uncovers a lesser-known yokai, but also gains insight into the values and beliefs woven into the fabric of Japanese society. So there you go. A friendly goblin. What? So unreal. He teaches you a lesson about hygiene. Yeah. By coming and lick the grime away and be like, listen, I've done it once. <laughs> yeah, don't now me, it's your don't turn. Let me, don't let me come back. <laughs> don't then he might get lovely. Yeah, because it's like, well, I've been fucking hell, what's the point in cleaning your bathroom? Maybe we'll come and lick it up. Job's yeah. good. Just leave it for long enough. Just leave a fat skidder before you go to bed. He'll clean it up in the morning. Sort it. Oh, I didn't even think of that. He That's would have it, pooey yeah. breath, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Pooey breath. Pooey breath. 
I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. And if he can still be happy and not try and like eat you in your sleep or saying, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, See, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to hold it he's against. No, yeah. he's not asked. What a though. pure soul. Isn't yeah. it? I want one. He just enjoys it. You know, like yeah. the term, like, I buy one. Isn't it? Just, you know, the term, like, doing God's work. He really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Teaching lessons, cleaning bathrooms. Maybe it's like Jesus's lesser known cousin. <laughs> Akinami. <laughs> Is that offensive? Fuck knows. To someone. Maybe. <laughs> There'll be someone out there that upsets. Yeah. But hey, I think it's positive. Right, <laughs> the next one, the Kappa. 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 Can we get a Kappa in? Have you seen that? Have you seen that video? It's like one of those um, cringe compilations, but it's from a, it's, I think it's from a Minecraft convention or something. Oh, oh no. It might be TwitchCon oh, or something like that. And it's got, he stands up and it's like, Hey, can we get a Kappa in the chat? Kappa. Kappa. Yeah. And everyone's just like, sit the fuck down, asshole. <laughs> Is that the same one where the kid stands up and he's just like, if you've got a question, he goes, do you even lift, bro? And he's like, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know memes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that kid stands up and he's like, what's your favorite type of Minecraft block? <laughs> it's just like... What what is I the best know. amount of dedicated wham? The dedicated wham. <laughs> oh. What was what was the question? The, the, Some the people are just so precious. I love that. They just need soul. to be protected. But the kappa guy can get fucked. No, I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, this is the kappa. So the kappa is a mysterious water imp of mm. Japanese folklore. I like to think with all these sort of things, I don't like to think it, but it would be cool if like imps, goblins, fairies, stuff like that, if they did exist and they just went extinct. Mm. You know what I mean? That'd yeah. be cool. Maybe not like magic and stuff, although that would be awesome. But if like these things did just used to exist. Yeah. It's like the like not to go off on a total tangent, but it's like the dragon. How is the dragon represented in like Welsh mythology and Chinese mythology thousands of years ago before they crossed the sea to find each other? There's loads, yeah. isn't there? There's loads of things to do with dragons across the whole planet. Yeah, that's what like, I was saying. And like, I'm not being mad. funny. Flying lizards, all right, the fire breathing thing's a bit of a push, but flying lizards, dinosaurs existed. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Also, this is terrible for a podcast. I really, and I say it all the time. I used to say it all the time on Atma as well. Drinking fizzy drinks, man. It's not the makes one. Makes you burp. It's not. I should, I should know by now. I've done podcasts for like five years. I should know this. Right. The Kappa, the mysterious water imp of Japanese folklore. Among the many mythical beings that populate Japanese folklore, the kappa stands out as a distinctive and enigmatic creature. Often described as a water imp, the kappa has been subject of fascination and fear in Japanese mythology for centuries. Uh, so, we, so we're delving into the origins, characteristics, and cultural significance of the kappa. Okay, right. So origins and appearance, the kappa's roots can be traced back to ancient Japanese folklore where it is mentioned in various texts and tales. The term kappa is believed to be a combination of the words kawa, which means river, and wappa, 
which means child, highlighting its association with water and its childlike appearance. Descriptions of the kappa vary, but it is commonly depicted as a humanoid creature with a reptilian appearance, webbed hands and feet, and a hollow on its head filled with water. Jesus. Does that mean like it's got like a dip in its head? Oh, bird mouth. Yeah. Guess yeah. so. Wow. A little pond. In its head. Little That's scum nice. pond. What? Oh. Do you say scum pond? Skull pond. Oh, skull. So to say, if it's a bit of scummy water, I tell you, the fucking, yeah. uh, the Akinami's coming in for a dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just Googled him. He's got a dapper little haircut around his bowl. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, can we get at. can we get a picture up, Loz? Can we can we throw one up? Yeah, let's find a picture of the <laughs> kappa. And if you could find an Akanami as well, that'd be fucking super. Um, oh. sorry, I should have planned that uh, ahead. That is my fault entirely. Um, right, yeah. So it's got a bowl on his head, right? <laughs> Where it's got water. Um, one of the most distinctive features of the kappa is the aforementioned depression on its head, known as the Sara or Sarah. Uh, this dish-shaped cavity is crucial for the kappa's survival, as mm. it must keep it filled with water to maintain its strength. If the water is spilled or lost, the kappa becomes weakened and vulnerable. Behavior and habitat. Kappas are said to inhabit bodies of water, such as rivers and ponds, and are known for their mischievous and sometimes malevolent behavior. They are said to lure unsuspecting humans, particularly children, into the water where they can then pull them beneath the surface. However, the kappa is not purely malevolent. It is believed to adhere to a set of etiquette and can be tricked into bowing, causing the water in its head to spill and rendering it powerless. That's quite oh. interesting. Oh, mate, his shoelace is untied. What? <laughs> hey. You're weak. Powerless. You're weak. You're weak. <laughs> Waker. Cappers are also <laughs> notorious for their love of cucumbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In some stories, people use cucumbers as offerings to appease cappers. And it is said that if a person throws a cucumber to a capper, the creature may be distracted by eating it, allowing the person to escape. So basically, if you're going around Japan, just always have a cucumber on you. <laughs> the cultural significance. The capper holds a significant place in Japanese culture, serving as a cautionary figure and a means of explaining mysterious drownings or disappearances near bodies of water. The creature's mischievous nature reflects the dualistic approach to nature in Japanese folklore, where spirits and supernatural beings can be both benevolent and malevolent. The kappa's presence extends beyond folklore and has permeated various aspects of Japanese popular culture, from literature and art to contemporary media. Its influence can be seen in traditional no and kabuki plays as well as in modern anime manga and video games mm. in conclusion the kappa with its distinctive appearance and mysterious behavior remains an enduring symbol in japanese folklore as a water imp that straddles the line between mischief and danger the kappa serves as a reminder of the mysteries and potential dangers lurking in bodies of water its presence in cultural narratives continue to captivate and intrigue adding to the rich tapestry of Japan's mythical heritage. Kappa. I've got a picture kappa. of a kappa. Oh, that's that I can put on nice. Is that, is, that is a kappa, apparently. Oh, Jesus! There's no one I was expecting. 
Right, for the audio listeners, it's a it's a fucking it's a mutant uh... It's a turkey turtle with a bubble yeah. on his head. Yeah. Whoa. That's that's a lot worse than the pictures that I found. <laughs> <laughs> Can well, you this, put, can you those put were just there? artists. You said he had a cool haircut. Yeah, where's this Kappa's haircut? Can you put up yeah, a cartoon one, Lozzy? I'll put Sorry. it in the um, drip chat. Let's get it up. Let's have a look. Let's have a little look. Obviously it's a bit of a Kappa meme. Audio li- listeners, we do recommend that you uh, either watch over here on YouTube or just give a little Google. If you're driving, then don't. <laughs> Please. Pull over. On the hard shoulder. Don't do that. Right. Pull over at the next service Just stop station. In the middle of the road. People will wait. Put your hazards on. on. Yeah. Park anywhere lights. <laughs> and then park anywhere <laughs> lights. And then Google Kappa. So yeah, two more. This one. <sighs> <laughs> right. See, that's a haircut. Yeah. You see where I'm, where I'm coming that from? Is, oh, that who is, is that? There we go. Who is that meant to be? It's a Kappa. A capper. <laughs> so he's got, he's got like a an eagle haircut. beak. An eagle beak. He looks beak, a bit like that guy, was it? Um... It's Roy Hodgson. Don't remind me. <laughs> in a monk haircut. Mind my own damn business. Don't try to find me. A singer. Do you really think Sing the whole song. I could run? Next we'll get copyrighted. I reckon I might know. Anyone out there? No man. What's his name? I can't remember his name. That YouTuber guy that makes music. Is it Oliver? But anyway. Huh? Anyway, yeah. Get the Oliver, Oliver, tree. Oliver Tree? Is it Oliver Tree? Oliver, Oliver Tree. Yeah, yeah, him. He <laughs> looks like a cat. Get the meme up. Get the meme up. Get the meme up. I like to hide in sewers and toilets so I can eat your inside. Jesus Christ. <laughs> meme. Share that on Facebook. Guys and girls, should I actually post that to Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's just a duck baby with a monk, though, isn't it? Mm. That's class. Put, Have we got any? Podcast, uh, what? Put the what? caption as podcast spoilers without context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the True what a picture of the Akaname, didn't you? Akaname. Yeah, let's have a look at this little goblin. Oh, I mean, Jesus. the tongue. That's a tongue and half. It's doing that. God's work, but that is terrifying. I mean, is it necessary for him to be that naked? Yeah. I, I also say... can't help but feel like, unless he likes putting his hands and feet into the scum, he is creating the scum. Yeah, <laughs> he's creating more mess. He's never, he's never finished. He's That's always it. got a job on. That's it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Fantastic. I want one. Forever has a purpose. <laughs> That's wonderful. Right. What have we got next? I took a risk because, you know, I want to be just as entertained in these as you guys. So I decided not to proofread these. And so far, it's worked. Right. We have the Nopera bow. Unveiling the faceless ghost of Japanese folklore. In the vast realm of Japanese yokai. Fuck, I'm just picking yokai. I didn't even, maybe I should have proofread these. Um... In the vast realm of Japanese yokai, the Nopera bow, spelled N-O-P-P-E-R-A dash B-O, 
stands as a haunting and an enigmatic figure, also known as the faceless ghost. This supernatural entity has captured the imaginations of storytellers and artists alike, leaving an indelible mark on Japanese folklore. In this essay, we will explore the origins, characteristics, and cultural significance of the Nopera bow, delving into the eerie allure of a ghostly figure that lacks the defining feature of the human visage. Excuse me one moment, I'm going to burp. I heard that. How did my I headphones. still hear that? That's no, probably picked up it. from my you mic. Oh, I don't know how I heard it still. Fucking hell. I've been burping this whole time, just smiling. <laughs> like... <laughs> nice. Yeah, no fizzy drinks in future, please. Definitely. Have a wraith. Still energy. There you go. Code duty 2012. Right. Uh, origins and appearance of the Nopera bow. The term Nopera bow is derived from the Japanese word nopo, nopo, to flatten, and mm. cow, face, encapsulating the essence of this ghostly being. The Nopera bow. Hang on, right. So it comes from it comes from nopo and cow, K A O. And you get no pair of bow. Hmm. I don't see that. Uh, I think we're stretching it. I think we're stretching. Anyway, the no pair of bow is often depicted as a human-like figure with a featureless, smooth face. Initially appearing as an ordinary person, the no pair of bow reveals its unsettling nature when it turns to face the observer, revealing a blank expanse where a face used to be, or a face should be. Descriptions of the Nopera bow's appearance vary, but it is... Com Hang on, how can... Right, if this is a... Fa I'm not... Listen. I know what you're going to say, and I agree. <laughs> if this is a faceless ghost, yeah. how the fuck can it have varying yeah. appearances? Like, no face is no face. Yeah, you've even got like, a face, or you went. That's it. But it could have, like, long hair, short hair, dark hair, light hair, tall, short, Bald. big, Imagine skinny. That. Oh. It's just like bald all the way. Yeah. So just... bald it's got no facial features. Jesus. Hair up, hair down. Yeah. Different outfits. That's <laughs> Different it. Outfits. Different outfits. Could be. You just Jesus Christ. Is with no face, no case on it. <laughs> uh, right. It's commonly portrayed. Uh, where are we? Yeah, sorry, appearance will vary. But it is commonly portrayed as a woman dressed in traditional clothing. The absence of facial features adds an eerie quality to its human-like form, making encounters with the Nopera bow both disturbing and unforgettable. Behaviour and encounters. The Nopera bow is known for its passive behaviour, often choosing to appear in mundane settings rather than engaging in malevolent actions. Reports of... That makes it worse somehow. Yeah, isn't it? Reports of encounters with the Nopera bow describe instances where it approaches individuals or travellers attempting to communicate or seek assistance. However, its lack of face becomes apparent only when it turns to reveal its featureless visage, instilling a sense of unease and terror in those who witness it. In some stories, the Nopera bow may mimic the appearance of a person known to the observer, adding a layer of psychological horror to its encounters. Despite its ghostly nature, the Nopera bow is not typically associated with harmful intent, leaving those who encounter it with an eerie sense of the uncanny. That's, I, that, 
I think I would rather it fucking attacked me, to be honest. Mm. Ugh. Imagine just like looking, like, I don't know. Imagine you're just at a bus stop. You just look over. And there's just a woman with no face just stood there. Not doing anything to you, but she just fucking stood there. You wouldn't be able to look away. Nah. Yeah. Ugh. That's horrible. That's Cultural significance. The Noperipo's role in Japanese folklore extends beyond its unsettling appearances. Its tales serve as cautionary narratives, reminding individuals of the transient and deceptive nature of appearances. The concept of a faceless ghost challenges societal norms and expectations, emphasizing the impermanence of identity and the potential for deception in the realm of the supernatural. Furthermore, the Noperibo contributes to the broader tapestry of yokai. Loves the tell you what, ChatGPT loves a tapestry, a category <laughs> of supernatural beings in Japanese mythology, alongside creatures like the Kappa and Tengu. Oof. We ain't got Tengu coming up, maybe, maybe in a future episode. Uh, the Nopera Bow reflects the diverse range of entities that populate Japan's rich cultural heritage. In conclusion, the Nopera Bow, with its haunting featurelessness, stands as a unique and eerie figure in the pantheon of Japanese yokai. Its role as a faceless ghost adds a layer of psychological horror to traditional ghost stories, reminding audiences of the fragility of identity and the mysterious nature of the supernatural. In encountering the Noperabo, one not only experiences a moment of eerie fascination, but also gains insight into cultural perceptions of appearance and the enduring allure of mysterious and otherworldly. I don't know, man. If I saw that, I wouldn't be like, well, I'm also gaining an insight into the cultural perception of appearance. I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm off. I think it would se- severely <laughs> in it. It would severely mess you up mentally for a really long time if you saw a saw a human with no face. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, rank. No. We got yeah, no that one, was he? <laughs> uh, yeah. Funny enough. Yeah. Real folk. Oh. Real photo, there we go. 100%. It's, for the audio <laughs> listeners, it's not. Authentic. I, just, oh, I don't, don't want to get you a sketch. That's it, yeah. Yeah, just, just sit on the you, wait, brush you, your hair. Is it all right if I, uh, if I paint you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm over here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the back of my head. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're bald. So I didn't know where you've placed. Anyway, <laughs> don't matter. Don't matter. I should have looked at the ears. I should have looked at the ears. That's my bad. <laughs> Couldn't see your lobes. That was the biggest clue that you were. You had oh, that, that makes it even worse. I don't know. Like, I just didn't think about the ears. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I always think about the ears. What's worse, like, if you saw one with no face, no hair, mm. is it worse seeing it with ears or without ears? <laughs> I think without is weirder because they should have ears, but then they should have a fucking face. Yeah, I'd feel oh, more saw... unsettled with no face and no ears. Yeah, it's just like a yeah, a bull, <laughs> bull head. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, scary stuff, scary stuff. Again, because I've continued to drink my drink, I'm fighting the urge to burp. But don't worry, I'll mute myself, and I'll burp quietly so my mic don't pick me up. I'll say, let I'll mute my it. mic as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, rate the burp. ASMR burp. Okay, this one could be interesting. This is the last one for today, but we've still got, you know, we're going to do our question of the week and stuff like that. So we're not going anywhere anytime soon. But this is the yokai. 
Oof. which obviously has been mentioned quite a lot. Uh, I picked out Yokai because in games like um, uh, Demonologist and Phasmophobia, which are like ghost and demon hunting simulators, I love those games. So um, the Yokai, the Yokai is definitely in Demonologist. I believe it is in Phasmophobia as well. Um, it's a type of ghost that you can identify. So, unraveling the mysterious world of Japanese supernatural creatures, the yokai, Japan's cultural tapestry. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. I'm just going to write. Japan's cultural rug is woven with a rich array rug. of. That's a tapestry, <laughs> isn't it? No, it's not, is it? It's a painting. <laughs> is it a tapestry? No, a tapestry isn't a rug, is it? It's like a. It's like ah. a rug on a wall, isn't it? But, yeah, kind of. Wall, yeah, wall rug. <laughs> Japan's cultural wall rug is woven <laughs> with a rich array. A rich array. Fucking ass, Albert. A rich, a rich array, array. A rich array. Rich array of mythical beings known as yokai. These supernatural creatures, ranging from mischievous spirits to terrifying monsters, have played a significant role in Japanese folklore for centuries. This essay explores the origins, diverse characteristics, and cultural significance of yokai, shedding light on the captivating world of these enigmatic entities. Origins and classification this time. What was it before? Uh, origins and appearance. Yeah, appearance. I guess if, it, if, it's a, if it's a load of different ones, then it's not going to, is it? Okay, so the term yokai encompasses a wide variety of supernatural entities, each with its unique attributes and stories. Yokai can be loosely translated as ghost or monster, but the term is more inclusive, encompassing a broad spectrum of creatures. The roots of yokai can be traced back to ancient Japanese folklore, where they emerge as a way to explain natural phenomena, mysterious occurrences, or to instill a sense of wonder and fear. Yokai can be broadly categorized into several groups, including abake, which is shapeshifters, Yure, which is another thing on Phasmophobia and that, which are ghosts. Kappa, which we know are water imps. Tengu, which are bird-like creatures, and many more. Each category features a diverse range of entities reflecting the multifaceted nature of Japan's supernatural law. So basically a yokai is a bit like saying a ghost, really. So is, it, is, it, is it like the umbrella yeah. term for So I guess a yokai, a Japanese... So Picking yokai as a Japanese cryptid is almost like, I might as well say a Japanese yokai, because it sounds like a yokai is a cryptid, or yokai is another word for yeah. cryptid. Mm. But the more you know, there you go. So characteristics and stories. Yokai exhibit a wide array of characteristics and their stories often blend elements of the myths, mystical with aspects of everyday life. Some yokai are depicted as malevolent spirits causing harm and mischief to humans, whilst others may serve as protectors of nature or guardians of specific locations. One iconic yokai is the Kappa. Oh no, the one example of game is one we already had. No, there is another one. Oh, there's another one. And this one is in a series I just watched called Lovecraft Country that I really fucking enjoyed. Admittedly, it did star, uh, what's his name? Kang from Marvel. Who obviously. Jonathan so maybe Jonathan Majors. Oh, Johnny boy. What did you do? What? 
What are you doing uh, there? But that aside, it's a really good series. But okay, so it, it describes the the Kappa. I'll say that. On the other hand, the Kitsune, which is a fox spirit is often portrayed as a shapeshifter with the ability to possess humans and manipulate their surroundings. So it's like a spirit of a fox that can like shapeshift and shit. I mean, in Lovecraft Country, it kind of kills people when they orgasm. But... Spoilers. Hang on a minute. Oh. Spoilers. I didn't say anything. Oh, I didn't say anything. And there's no, also an episode of... Yeah, there's also an episode of uh, Love, Death and Robots, which has a... Uh, it's a fantastic episode. It's actually quite disturbing. That has a kitsune in it as well. Um, yokai play... A, anyway, cultural significance. Yokai, yokai play a crucial role in shaping Japanese culture and identity. Don't all these things? Beyond their supernatural characteristics, these creatures are often used as metaphorical symbols to convey cultural values, societal norms, and moral lessons. Yokai stories are passed down through generations, blending with historical events and evolving to reflect the changing fears and aspirations of society. That's a really interesting way to think about yeah. ghost stories and stuff like that. And it might be why, as a culture, they're, you know, so brilliant all round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they've been brought up with this overwhelming fear of all bad things that could yeah. happen. Yeah. And also, if, like, ghost stories have been told for centuries and centuries and centuries. So throughout human evolution, we've, like, that's why we still are so fascinated, potentially, today. Uh, furthermore, yokai have left a lasting impact on various forms of Japanese art, literature, and pop culture. Traditional no and kabuki performances often feature yokai characters and woodblock prints by artists like Toriyama Sekien um, depicts a wide array of these supernatural beings. In contemporary times, yokai continue to be popular subjects in anime, manga, and video games bridging the gap between ancient folklore and modern entertainment. Certainly do, like I say, in games like Demonologist mm. and um, Phasmophobia. Conclusion, the yokai with their diverse and fascinating characteristics stand as captivating embodiments of Japanese cultural imagination. From the mischievous kappa to the ethereal yuri, these supernatural creatures have played an integral role in shaping the folklore, art, and cultural identity of Japan. In unraveling the mysteries of the yokai, one gains not only insight into the supernatural beliefs of the past, but also an appreciation for the enduring legacy of these enigmatic entities in shaping the cultural landscape of Japan. Brilliant. Hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I just um, looked up, and one of the most famous um, yokai is, and I know that you've done a video on this before, is the slip-mouthed woman. Oh yeah, yeah. She's horrible. Yeah, not a nice one that. Horrible. Not a nice one. And what's the other one? Is it, is it, ticky ticky or tacky tacky? It's the woman yeah. who's been scythed in half, and the reason she's called that is because she runs on her hands, and that's the noise. Ticky 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 ticky. Yeah. And she comes and she fucking cuts you in half. Disgusting. But yeah, I think the slit mouth woman. A, a, I might be I might be wrong here. I'm just drawing from memory. I'm pretty sure she like a, approaches you and you, and do you have to like I can't remember. I think she like asks you a question and you're not allowed to answer it. 
So it says this yokai is a malevolent spirit who takes the form of a beautiful woman wearing a mask and carrying scissors. As if if you happen it. to encounter her in a dark alleyway, she will ask you whether she is beautiful, and if That's you reply it. with a no, she will stab you. If you reply yes, she will then pull down her mask to reveal that her mouth has been slit open from ear to ear. She will repeat her question, and if you reply no, she'll stab you. But if you reply yes, she will slit your mouth with the scissors so that you yeah. can be beautiful like her. Wait. Unfortunately, hmm? I was going to say, I think I know how to defeat her. Don't you have to ask her a question? You answer her question with a question, and it confuses her enough for you to run away. Read it, doesn't this say. Is just me, this is just me flexing on my knowledge. Sure. I know this because I actually escaped. <laughs> Apparently, she was disfigured during her human life when her husband, a samurai, found out about her adultery and yeah. punished her accordingly by slitting her mouth. Yeah. Jeez. But I'm not being funny. Like, if if he did that with a samurai sword, presumably as a samurai, why in the afterlife would you then start doing it to people with scissors? Yeah. I'd like, I would quite like a samurai, please. Samurai, a samurai sword. It's <laughs> like the the. Ticky ticky is it ticky ticky or tacky tacky? It's tacky tacky. Tacky tacky. Fuck it out wrong. <laughs> Fuck off. You had anyway, five yeah. vowels to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> is it ticky ticky tacky tacky tucky tucky tocky tocky or oh it's tacky tacky that's it. Um, yeah, she's got a fucking scythe. That's it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and no lower half. Mm-hmm. Ah, that'd be from right. misuse of the scythe. That's it. Have you ever seen someone use a scythe? It's very impressive. Fucking nuts, because it's a harvesting weapon, isn't it? A weapon. Yeah. It's a harvesting tool. Yeah. And it just fucking... Obviously, it's a sharp blade. It just sheds through through grass, just like... Or like crops, whatever. Fucking nuts. This guy anyway. stands no chance against my scythe. Exactly. What a weapon, a scythe. Um... Okay, well, that, yeah, that's some that's some uh, cryptids for you. We'll be back with more cryptids in the future, no doubt. If you'd like some more Japanese cryptids, just let us know. Just I'd let like us know. to do an episode on South African cryptids because I don't yeah. feel like people talk about them a lot, and there's a few that are gross. Prawns. Mm. Yeah. And for they're those... very, very strongly believed. Yeah. So... For those people that don't know, Myra is actually... South African. So yeah, is... Oh yeah, fifty click. Fifty click. <laughs> oh no, no, my camera. Oh no. no. What have we done? No. That's what it. Your audio listeners is absolute <laughs> chaos ensuing. Help! Help! Oh, she's fucked it. She's absolutely fucked no, it. Think actually come on. Oh, it would have been such a nice little just segment, and now he's well, taking over the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, oh God, it's still going. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I hope that was worth it. <laughs> right. Fuck up Before we get on to the question of the pod, courtesy of our patrons, become a patron if you'd like to check out all the behind the scenes and stuff and put a question in for the pods. Um. So last week we answered David Bruce's question. And his question was, let me just remind myself. Do you think, uh, yeah, do you think a possessed person even knows they are possessed? That was mm -hmm. the question. Mm -hmm. And I said to Lozzie, for example, just hypothetically, if they're possessed. And uh, he said, thanks for answering my question, guys and lady. 
some thought-provoking, funny, and scary answers. I'm about 80% sure I seen a ghost when I was about 12 or 13. I used to always go on walks around the countryside, around the river, round by the river, etc. And by the river, there's an old cottage, not dilapidated, just old. I got to wondering how they got uh, the lead between the glass in the olden days to make those diamond shapes. Yeah, I wonder how they do do that, actually. Answer, they didn't. They just lobbed it on the outside. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> the cottage was vacant or looked that way. So I got to having a bit of a neb from the garden wall. Don't know what that is. I could see a kitchen di dining area and an open door, which led to a living room. So I, so I looked in the kitchen area, then looked to the right towards the dining area and the living room door, then back left to the kitchen area, and glaring at me was an old woman, clear as day. I never thought, oh shit, a ghost. I just gave an awkward wave, a nervous smile, and walked away. And maybe 30 seconds later, I thought, well, hold on. To get to where she was, she would have had to have walked through the door I was looking at, which she didn't. So either overactive imagination, a ghost, or maybe just an old woman who was grabbing something from under the sink. I was telling this story years later, and my mum said, just your imagination probably, and my brother said people live there, but they live in a caravan in the garden of the cottage, which is odd. So there we go. Thank you, David, for the ghost story, or potential ghost story. And uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed the answer to your question. Right, let's pick another one. Okay, I do. Oh, I like this question, but I, actually, no, no. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, mend it a little bit. So, no, only only a little bit. But I'll read the original question and then I'm gonna amend it because I think we would all say yes. So, Sarah Hardy asks, "Would any of you spend the night alone in the Paris catacombs for one million pounds?" Now, obviously, yes. that's a lot of money. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think I'm talking like deep, like could get lost. Oh, no, no. Yeah. People not. get lost in there all the time. Mealy baby. But what if, what if, what if like you had to go in so deep where it's like all the water and shit and you could get lost and stuff, but you do have the guarantee of 24 hours later or 12 hours later. You are released. Oh, then yeah. Yeah. If I if there was a guarantee that I was getting out, then yes, I would do it. But for a, I mean, a million is a lot in it. A million is a lot of money. money. Okay, what is the least amount that you would do it for at the moment? <laughs> a rate, mate. To be fair. <laughs> At the moment, bag of crisps. That's yeah, it. Day, day rate is it's just a more interesting work shift, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> what about? I don't know what makes it worse. I want to make it worse, so it really is sort of like ooh. something's following I... you around, and if it catches you, yeah. What about you like? Don't get the money. You don't die. We're not. We're not lasting on that. You just don't get the money. What yeah, about? What about? Them. Would you do it for free? Nah. No. Can I film for, for it? The, for, for the video. For a video. Would you do it yeah, for I'd free? Yeah, I'd do it for free. Oh, I don't know. On your own. 
Let, let's, I let's nearly fucking back. died yeah. doing let's four hours the in the maze <laughs> head, which is a fucking wonderful three hundred pound a night fucking hotel room. Isn't it? Like I don't think I Paris could do it. I genuinely, I don't think in I could skulls do it. and shit, probably haunted. For a million pound, I would make myself do it. Yeah, mm. like I would make myself yeah, do it. Just sure. think, it's only. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. twelve hours of time, you'll be out of here, million pounds richer. Yeah, you're laughing. Yeah, uh, for free. What's what's the benefits? Yeah. What about right? Here's here's another little variation. What about million pound, but you have to consistently walk around. So let's shorten the time. Let's shorten it down to five hours, but you have to constantly walk around throughout that five hours. Oh, I was yeah, going to assumption more, the first yeah. one. We was just constantly walking around. I wouldn't walk around for 12 hours straight for a million pound I wouldn't sit. I wouldn't sit still for 12 hours for that, mate. Well, okay. Your fucking what eyes a... would play nasty tricks on you in there. All right, yeah. what about... We're just asking our own questions now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarah, 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 we appreciate, Sarah, we appreciate yeah. the question. Thanks so much. This is a discussion. What about... Spend the night in the Paris catacombs. Uh, million pounds. Yeah. It is haunted there are ghosts in there like ghosts of fucking like (sighs) women crying little kids the worst kind of ghosts you can fucking imagine right so yeah you will get a million pounds but for 12 hours in the dark you have to be surrounded by ghosts and just the psychological fucking torment that that would take no bearing in mind how much of that million you'd have to spend on fucking therapy yeah, I ain't doing that. What are you saying? No. Do I have a light source? They can't... Yes. They can't yeah. hurt you. That's right. the next question. <laughs> but... Yeah. You know what I mean? All they can, I'm like, saying go, is... Right? You know, like, fucking... No, very nice sports guys and brilliant way of therapy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or a nice I don't big fuck-off house, mate. I don't you know think, you I don't think, think a million like, worth it for that. You've got to think, like, can you hack it, though? Because... Right. You know, these things can, like, fucking jump out at you, scream at you. You know, like, when you were a kid, you'd watch, like, fucking horror films and, like, when the faces would, like, shift and, like... Mm-hmm. And then, it, like, you'd be that deep, like, visceral fear in your body. Like, imagine that happening right in front of you. Do you think that you wouldn't get to a stage where even if you went in there, like, 12 hours, million quid, here we fucking go, you'd get to a point of fear where you'd just be like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, get me out of it, get me out of it. About 15 minutes later. It's fucking scary. I'm trying to make okay. it so scary without dying that you take down a mill. A million pounds is a lot, you know, in it. You know, a million pound is That's a lot. So much. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you'll need, like, fucking therapy afterwards. It's like, I'm not being funny. The world's a pretty fucked up place. I mean, I'm on the brink of therapy as is. I might as well be a Millie Richard, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, new question. There we go. Just completely different. I'd rather go. Just, yeah, just completely. It's just, just no, about the Sarah, we appreciate the question. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think this is really cool. I think this is a really cool discussion. Right. Unlimited money. Yep. I'm in. So you're just allowed whatever you like, but you have to spend two days in there. This yeah. is so far from Sarah's question. Hang on a minute. Two days in there. Yeah. You only have candles and there is a limited supply of them. So you will run out at like 
at some point, or you'll have to space it out at least. Unlimited care, twenty matches. There are those people in there that there are, you know, they say that there is the people uh, that live in there and they fuck with you. So you've got the ghosts. Can you die? You've got longer time. You can die. So you've oh, got to no. fend for yourself. You've got to fend yeah. for yourself. Do I get a weapon? Yeah, you, you can go wherever you like. I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, it's that's pretty power. fucking. Sounds like a great that's film to cool. me. Yeah, that's pretty Sounds cool. Sounds like a good right, film I've got to fight to the death. Sounds yeah. like fucking one of the games from like Squid Game Season 2 or something. <laughs> like... Imagine yeah. the video. Right, new question. Oh, okay. <laughs> one more, one more. Right, so let's get rid of the, the guarantee of ghost guarantee of people. This is just the normal Paris catacomb. So there is the possibility that these things are real. You've got the thoughts, blah, blah, blah. 12 hours. Yeah. No light. One million pound. Yes or no? I think so it's just after, normal catacombs, but just I think no after light. about half an hour, I think your eyes would adjust enough that you'd be able to see just mm. enough. I mean, I've walked through. I mean, we all have walked through Rendlesham Forest, you know, with yeah Ronnie with night vision. Mm -hmm. Ronnie literally has. Ronnie night has vision. night vision. He does. He does. Just naturally. Honestly, it's just he just walks off. He goes like, out in yeah. the sun. He's like, Jesus Christ, too bright. <laughs> yeah. So far. Yeah, your eyes do adjust. They did adjust at Rendlesham. But at least. Was that yeah? But was with Rendlesham? Was that because there was a bit of moonlight? If there's the no spot. light, you can't fucking adjust. If there's nothing, because light has to bounce off of like. Let the... me test it. <laughs> light has to bounce off the thing behind your eye, doesn't it, to produce vision. I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't. I don't think I've never. I've ever been in a place. I'm googling it. Right. Do... One final one. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll go back to the original kind of idea, which is you've just got to get out, basically. So you get taken in to a certain point. You're blindfolded, so you don't know your way in, and you got to get out for a million. Ooh. That's a good one. No. What? And if you don't get out, you die. What if you don't get out? Good luck. Don't get out. Do you, do you have a time limit to get out? No, just get just get out. Do you have supplies? You go in with maybe like a couple of bottles of water. Okay. I don't Is know. Because yeah. That's basically putting it down to is your life worth a million pounds because there's yeah. a high probability that you're going to die yeah. doing that. It's mm. tricky. That's, what, that's actually what they do. In the comments, in the what do you do? They, they take you, like guides take you down there and then they rob you. rob you, steal your map and leave you in there and then people just die because they can't get out. Yeah. But I just think, like, just fucking... I don't think it would be that hard to follow where you're going. Oh. The, thing, the thing is, how big are they? Jeez. Do you know what I mean? Like, how big are they? Very fucking I'm pretty big. Sure it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's literally the... The, the span the of Paris. The area of, yeah, yeah, Paris. You know, and it's not going to follow the same streets mm. as up top. It's not no as as Nothing. I think it would be tragic. Yeah. Because 
There's only going to be a certain amount of, like, amount of ways in there, isn't there? Yeah. Like the realisation that you, you've you drunk both bottles of water, you don't know what direction you're facing, and you're like, this Millie ain't coming to my way, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Millie ain't seeing the light of day, and neither am I, so. I'll tell you what would be interesting. I'll tell you what would be really interesting, actually. So, yeah, you're led in there blindfolded you have no idea really deep you're given a briefcase with a million pounds in it and if you get out you keep it if you can't you can buy your way out for a million pounds oh that's cool oh yeah because then it's like how long are you gonna fucking starve for until you just go this is it i'm gonna die well, that's, that's the thing. They, they say, doesn't it? Like, you know, you, you can have like 10 million pounds in your bank account right now, but you won't wake up tomorrow. Yeah. People yeah. aren't going to take the money because it, waking up in the morning is worth more than, yeah. than 10 million pounds. Yeah. That means tomorrow is worth more than 10 minutes. Like, you're kind of twisting it a bit there. You value your life more than that. Yeah, to to risk to just just to blow it all out on one day because you're not going to spend ten million mil. a day. Yeah. I could. Yeah, okay, yeah. eleven mil. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Ten million. Let me have enough money to order a private jet, and I'll happily die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's I think that's the one. That's the one. Lost in the catacombs. You got a briefcase with a million pounds. If you get out, congratulations. If not, you can buy your way out for a million. Yeah, it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah, all live that's stream. A sick question. But that's like, I think we've gone to the brink now, where that's like a no-brainer because we've talked about like the worst of the worst scenarios and whether we yeah. do them or not. But the like, thing is, will no... you go down there for two days with no light, no food, and you'll and ghosts, and you'll probably die? And then we were like, well, yeah, probably, actually. And now it's like, well, you can go in for 12 hours or you just get out. But the, 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 yeah, but the, with the briefcase one, it's just how far would people mm. be willing to push themselves to get it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, would, the, would they... Imagine they push it just... so far, you pass out and die and you pass yeah. out. Yeah. Oh. That'd be a GG. <laughs> <laughs> big rip fat l that would be you know glhf in hell no rebirth nah. no 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 your nfi to the real life not fucking invited thing is though <laughs> if you did take like a million down there with you some bastard's gotta go get that back if you fucking flatline no yeah. yeah that's it yeah i'll just do that or creepy concept this this guide is just like lurking in the shadows behind you all the time waiting for your decision and then you go right help me out and he's like Hello. i'll just what spend up? the whole time tracking him that's what i'd do <laughs> yeah try bribing should be like look is a ten, mate there's only ten in here i'll give you a fiver <laughs> there's got to be some I'll bloke. Give you half of it. There's got to be some bloke down there with a trench coat with some supplies you could buy something off. Yeah. Yeah. Can I see your wares? <laughs> <laughs> Little side missions down there. Yeah. 
It's like fucking collect fifteen bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring me twenty-seven cracked skulls. <laughs> I need and to I add to my collection. <laughs> Hello, traveller. Have you found my skulls yet? <laughs> ah well. <laughs> Come back when you found them. I have these deer skin leather hide boots if you return the skulls <laughs> to me. <laughs> I have some gasoline to create a wooden torch if you have the coin. We've entered into a 12 hour role play of Jordan being <laughs> a dealer in the cargo. You have to sign off the podcast. Coat. Just opens up the trench coat with just like fucking 40 night vision cameras. Scott. <laughs> you don't need a torch <laughs> if you have a night vision camera. It uh, doesn't come with batteries. <laughs> That's it. It's like la not last of us. Um outlast. outlast. Gotta go around <laughs> getting the batteries. No, yeah. he opens it up, he's just got a coat full of elf bars. <laughs> Which flavor would you like, Light the way with a pink lemonade. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have the gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Only blue rouse lemonade. Very yes. popular around these ends. Yes. Six hundred gold, please. <laughs> I think we should make a D and D podcast. It was fucking three hundred from the last guy. Ah, uh, well. They were lost marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah. Anyway, thanks for the question. Off, and then you just yeah. you just go full like full on Skyrim and you just kill him and loot his corpse. Nice. Then you ain't gotta pay, you ain't gotta pay him because you just get all That's his it. loot. That is a life hack to be fair. Infinite elf bar glitch. Or if you like me, you get Hang caught pickpocketing and you got to finish the job. That's, That's it. A little snack. You yeah. forced my hand on this. <laughs> Didn't have to end this way. <laughs> Just don't feel me rummaging in your pocket for the elf bars. <laughs> oh, dear. There you go. What a great segment. Really want to... Should we do this every time? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird because I've got like a mix of D and D in my in my mind, Skyrim, and the fucking guy, the merchant from Resident Evil yeah. Four, yeah. that just comes walking around. That's it. Who did you know you can kill, and then you won't be able to buy from him for the rest of the game? That's it. Madness. Yeah, and there you go. So the moral of this podcast is don't kill your dealer. All right. Because you could need him later on. You could yeah. need him later on. Those phones aren't going to fill themselves. So. In a do or die situation in the catacombs. Thank Damn you, right. Sarah Hardy, for the question. Think about it. We... If, if an actual dealer was down there, think about how far she'd get out. Like, zoom it. around. Yeah. Get you on speed. It's like, what can I do for you? Yeah, I was going to say, what can I do for you? Amphetamine now. <laughs> All of it. 
You want amphetamine? I have epinephrine. Well, <laughs> let's go. If you don't have a fucking heart attack, if your heart doesn't explode in your chest before you get out. Yeah. For those people that don't know, epinephrine is adrenaline. Um, so there we go. We get it. You went to uni. Yeah, I schooled someone at work today. I don't know if you heard that, Maya. I'm not going to reveal where we work, but um, me and Maya are on keto. And I heard someone say, oh, I heard that that diet is a waste of time. Who said it's that? Not, uh, begins with P and loves conspiracies. And then oh, I was just like, which I was, I was just because he's like, because you're get, not getting carbohydrates, which is the main source of energy in the body. And I went, would you like me to tell you the science? And he was like, yeah, go on then. And then cool. I just fucking went off. Yeah, and then he proceeded to come over to me and tell me how fucking the elites eat children to stay young and Donald it's, Trump honestly, is actually still the president. <laughs> honestly, he's yeah, fantastic. He's, he's, he's insane. He's in just a, a guy that works in the company that just comes in every now and then and yeah. just reels off the most outrageous yeah. conspiracy theories, I don't, I don't offends know I... everyone, and then leaves. And then leaves. I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, um, but one of my first few days working there, he came in and he was talking about flat earth because he's a flat earther. And, um, yeah, he was oh, yeah. explaining, he was explaining all that to one of our colleagues, right? To who's deep in the fucking flat earth thing. I went for a piss, which takes about a minute and a half. <laughs> and I came back in to hear him go. And that is why the government flew the planes into the Twin Towers. And I just thought, <laughs> in a minute and a half, you've gone from mid-flat Earth to finishing 9-11 in a minute and a half. What the fuck? <laughs> Nuts. He is fantastic. His, yeah. uh, he comes up with conspiracy theories that no one else has ever heard. He would be yeah. a fantastic podcast guest. <laughs> but guest, yeah. I think about three quarters of it would have to be cut out because yeah. it's so offensive. He's, he's 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 planning for the apocalypse. His mate's got mm. a patch of land that they're all gonna build huts on. He was saying this today. Uh, yeah, because yeah, the end is coming. Um and what, he was like when all when do? you when you're all fucking raiding Asda, I'm gonna be out with my crossbow killing cows. And I just thought <laughs> How the fuck are you going to transport those cows? <laughs> well, I tell They're you like what, it won't be in guns. a Tesla. No. My mum, my mum's right. got a Tesla. Mental. This is crazy. He... Listen to this. So, mum's got a Tesla. A delivery turned up. The needed Tesla to needed to be moved. Mum was in the middle of something, so she tried and to give him the And it's on the fleet keys. insurance, so he is yeah. technically insured. So he can move it. It's not a problem. So she went, can you go move the car? He went, fucking, I ain't getting in that. He's like, I'm not getting in that. I'm not getting that. All the trackers and stuff, they're going, I'm not getting in that. Yeah. What do you mean? Mate, are you fucking, he wouldn't sit in a Tesla because he thinks it's all like, you know, they're listening to you and it's tracking you. It's honestly, mate, this guy is like. You gotta say nothing. (laughs) 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 The conspiracy theory that he told me today is without a doubt the best one. So apparently when you're a baby, they prick your feet with a needle. Um, I don't know why. I think they do that probably to test like your nerves to see if you can feel no, pretty, your um, legs and stuff like that. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, response. Apparently, shit. that's not what they're doing. They right. are doing that so that they can send your DNA to the Vatican, so that the Vatican the can Vatican. track you and 
from that DNA, they will then put you on the stock market so that the elites can trade you. And he was like, but don't worry, it's only like a couple of pence per trade. Yeah, but also mean? it needs <laughs> to be expressed. It All of this is said dead fucking seriously. Oh, yeah, there's no... Dead not seriously. Right. It's, it's fucking well, I'm, like, I'm gonna, it's have, up I'm going to have to check what I'm going for then, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to see my there. value. Can I trade me? Down seven hundred percent bollocks. He 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 believes in the rep reptile theory as well, doesn't he? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. The pheromones. Um, um apparently all of, of the elites are hermaphrodites. Yeah, um, both sexes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just loads. It's just honestly, he just the it just keeps going. He um, whirlwinds. He comes in the office, spirals yeah. out like ten of the wildest conspiracy con, wildest conspiracy theories you've ever heard, and then just disappears for like two days. He's not the yeah. Norfolk yeah. Alex Jones. <laughs> literally, he literally right, yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> he's unreal. Let's see if we can get him on the podcast. I think we should do it. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. Turn it really the frog's gay. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. Alex Jones is tame compared to this guy. Jesus. I swear. Jesus. Although it was quite funny because actually, no, I don't want to say it because I think that's technically slander. Basically, there, there's there's still is there three people or one person that on the Epstein list that is paid to not be revealed, and so we were obviously so I was saying like, well, they've got to be fucking rich, and so I I said a billionaire. Um, I'm not going to say which one because again, it is technically. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just, I was just like hypothesizing. He was like, nah, not famous enough. I was like, what do you mean he's not famous enough? What do you mean he's like, I think it's the king? I was like, it's the king. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, 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 okay. But the guy I said, he's one of them ones that is sending shit to space. I was, I'm not thinking it's him, but I'm just saying it's like someone who's got to be rich enough to pay for yeah. it. Like and he was like, nah, I'm not famous enough. I was like, I don't think he could walk into a fucking country anywhere in any country and not be fucking recognised. But yeah, he's like, nah, 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 nah. It's a royal it's, mate. The it's the king. It's the king. I was like, what the fuck, man. <laughs> like, okay, sweet, sweet. So, funny. so yeah, but, yeah, Japanese ghosts. Yeah. Anyway, we That's went on it. some tangents. Yeah. In the in the latter so, half of this oh, podcast. Man. So funny though. So funny. Oh, yeah. Mad. Yeah, I would say I was just thinking about him. Just some of the stuff that he comes out with. It's just fucking class, man. It's just, Let's do a podcast, a whole podcast. Just another level. Him. Just another level. Well, what we I'm could just do, to think that's actually stuff a really, said. Th this is actually quite a funny little segment. We could do like conspiracy theory of the week and just the one of us just note down shit that he said throughout the week. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. He probably no. doesn't use the internet, so he's probably not going to see this. Yeah, he he definitely he doesn't, doesn't have, have YouTube or Facebook. Footprint. No, yeah. no way. He uses Telegram and that's it. <laughs> and that's just to yeah. find out about so the protest locations. Yeah. It's mad. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, <laughs> this has been Sign it off like Japanese. the dealer. Um off the pressure's on now. Do you wanna do you wanna buy a buy an episode of the podcast, Traveller? <laughs> <laughs> Not the best podcast episodes.
It's also a, it's also there's also going to be a new Patreon exclusive podcast episode that you can buy for just a pound a month. Oh, three shillings. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash duty right now. Traveller. See ya! <laughs> Why has this merchant become Jason Statham? I was literally about to say, <laughs> why is he turning into Jason Statham? That's it, I'm off. Come down here, Traveller. He's a Megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cryptid. It is. Yeah. Oh, no, it was real. Anyway, fuck off. It's a Megalodon. It's a Megalodon. Punch it in the face. I've, I've just, just realised as well. End the podcast! <laughs>